Welcome, listeners, as usual, to Dames and Dragons. Today I would like to tell you about Encounters in the Savage Cities, which is a new Dungeon Masters Guild supplement for D&D 5th Edition. It's a collaboration between many of the DM's Guild's top-selling authors and a few new authors, including Tony Patreca, Phil Beckwith, Glenn Cooper, Jean Headley, and DSPN's own James Intracasso. Encounters in the Savage Cities is a set of ready-to-go urban encounters that can be dropped into any 5th edition's fantasy city. In this supplement, you get 26 city-based encounters, custom art, downloadable maps, and new creatures. Some of the encounters include con artists, a hallucinating gnome, kenku bandits, and a haunted inn. You can get your copy of this five-star rated supplement for just $6.95 by going to dmsguild.com and searching Encounters in the Savage Cities. Those aren't regular cities. Those aren't regular meetings. They're Encounters in the Savage Ones. And now let us be whisked away into the world of Avalis. Hey guys, did you hear what day it is? Uh, it's Sunday. It's it's natural. No, <laughs> it's it's National DM Appreciation Day. Oh. oh, and you didn't bring me a donut. Yeah, I did. Didn't you see this giant turkey dinner over here? Let's oh, describe wow. it. For Sophie, a- that's so kind. You didn't have to do that for Cat. I had. You to. didn't. Yeah. Uh, Noel, could you describe it for me? Oh, it is. Decadent, and the turkey is moist. I can see it from here and feel it from here. Yeah, I can't see or feel it. <laughs> you have no imagination. Yes, and Caitlin um, lost her sense of smell and taste and <laughs> touch and sight. Well, thank Help you. Help me. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, Kat. You just eat that. We're going to take over from here. Okay, well, uh, I'm going to go eat this great turkey dinner. Okay, let's play D&D. So we started last time with several of you almost being swept over a waterfall. However, with some quick thinking, some magic, and some human fart clouds, (laughs) um, you guys were able to make it across the rushing water and arrive at the Temple of Yol. You learned that tieflings 
were originally created as a gift to Torva. You bought some cool magical items, and uh, then you watched Psalm's brother's funeral, and uh, you made the wise decision to not participate in it, lest you ruin the touching moment. <laughs> yeah. So that's where you are now. Uh, the funeral ends, and people are returning to the main entry platform to sit around the fire and have a little bit of dinner and chat. And there are trays of food being brought to the pilgrims who are gathered there. It looks like wherever the tieflings eat, they're somewhere else. And you actually see some of them flying up into a cavern above. Do you guys head down for your, your dinner? Would we leave at this point? We, we should eat first. And yes. Let's yeah, get a good meal in our, in our tums. I want to eat whatever tieflings traditionally eat. All right, so you, you make that request after you guys have come down to that main hall and are sitting with the other pilgrims. And one of the tieflings who's serving dinner, you ask her, you know, well, the acolytes of this temple stick to a strictly vegetarian diet, and we don't want to subject our pilgrims to this. So please, help yourself to the dried meats and fruits. The cheese is wonderful. So you make your cooks cook meat and they can't eat it? Well, I mean, we dry out meat. It's all preserved. You have to look at it and smell it. Are all tieflings <laughs> vegetarian? Yes. It's part of our code. Lyka walks over and just eats a piece of meat <laughs> while she thinks about this. <laughs> so, uh, sitting around this fire, there are a higher number of elderly people that, than you would expect to have made this journey. But it seems like it's primarily... People who are getting up there in years. Um, there's Paolo and Salm, and they're off to the side by themselves, having a quiet moment. So are we sitting by the old people? Yeah. I mean, it's a round fire, so, you know. I smile at them, and I'm like, so you came here to die, huh? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I didn't think you'd just say it. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's an old gnome woman that you're speaking to, and she says, oh, well, if you like to put it that way, yes. Yes, I have. That's very cool. We probably also came here to die, so a lot in common. <laughs> oh, you're a very funny child. <laughs> I'm afraid of what's going to happen. <laughs> um, the old woman, she, she takes her hand. She says, now, there's nothing to be afraid of, dear. The embrace of you all is dark and final, but it is full of comfort. <laughs> Laika looks at Fran and is like, there's a lot to be afraid of. I have no feelings, but I would just like to point out that what you just said was a contradiction. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, those of us who've come here to face our end, we've come seeking finality in our lives. Many of us, and she sort of gestures around to the other old people, and says, many of us, our families are scattered, have died before us and it is better to be buried here where we know that Besk will find us than to be forgotten in our homes and what if you're going to a place where Besk can't find you Besk will always come well I'll I'll see you there someday hopefully not very soon but probably ha 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 <laughs> okay, so Mary finds you guys as you're uh, getting your, your dinner prepared, and she has three plates that she's holding, and two of them are heaped with jerky and dried meat, and Zarun and Jinji are both following very closely at her heels, and they keep trying to, like, dislodge the plates mm-hmm. from her arms. <laughs> Mary, damn, you're hungry. <laughs> 
she gives sort of a silent laugh, but she can't sign because her hands are too full. Finally, she puts the two plates of jerky down, and Zarun and Genji just leap for them. That is so rude. That's Mary's food. <laughs> <laughs> she sits down next to you guys and signs. No, it's it's fine. I got that for them. They're- uh. So she sits down and she says, I've been thinking about it, and I think it's better if the three of you make the rest of the journey alone and I stay here. I know, uh, she signs, looking directly at Laika as she says this, I know you feel it is your duty to protect me. Who's going to protect us, Mary? <laughs> I get it, Mary. You just want to stay here. We'll do all the work. <laughs> no, no. I'm, I just don't feel that I would be... I can't control my power and I I can't fight like you, Laika. It's not going to change if you stay here. You have to get out there. But... Is it really the best thing for me to try and learn about my powers when going into a potentially life-threatening situation in which I could get you or us all killed? Well, it's going to be life-threatening either way, but I, for one, could really use the power that you have. And do your protection still work? We could use that, too. I don't... I don't know. I... I mean, I just don't feel like I would be much use. You've already saved us countless times. We've come to rely on you. And I realize the dynamic has shifted that originally we were supposed to be your guardians, but we need you just as much as you need us at this point. Yeah, you're part of the team, Mary. I'm sorry I said you were evil inside, Mary. Please don't leave. (laughs) (laughs) She starts to sign a couple of things, but finally she puts her hands down and just nods. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, did we do it? You did it. <gasps> we passed the test. We so did it! Do we need to buy her clothing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I said I would do it. Yeah. Okay, so I take out the magic compass that I bought from Dawson, and I open it up so I can see the dial. I think we need to make a plan. And first of all, I think we need to see if we can find the cloak to hide the goddess using this compass. Uh, the Oni's cloak. The compass needle spins. And it doesn't end up pointing at anything? No, it doesn't point anywhere. You okay. have to speak the name of the cloak. Okay. Do, oh, does it have to be like an exact name? The cloak of goddess hiding. No, it just keeps spinning. The cloak of concealment. Nope. Jumbo's cloak. Nope. My cloak. Which I'm wearing. <laughs> it, uh, it points to you, Laika. Well, at least it's not broken. Burger Jugger's claw. It points west. (gasps) (laughs) Bay's antler. It points southwest. What the fuck? Vioni's foot. (laughs) Uh, It just spins. Vioni's grubby toenail. Continues spinning. (laughs) Cool. It's everywhere. Wait, where did it point for Bay? Southwest. That could be a journey later. Yeah, that's a good thing to know. Yep. Well, I guess we'll have to deal with that later. Um, (laughs) So I think another thing that we need to think about is how the goddess can protect us. She protected an entire island and kept it hidden. So she must have some kind of magic that can be used to help us. But I'm not her. The goddess, or Mary, she signs that to Mm -hmm. you. I don't know if that was my power. And she, her hands are starting to shake as she signs this. Well, I wasn't able to hold the island together when it started to fall apart. I tried, and I just, I couldn't. You were able to hold it together for 
a moment. Maybe you just haven't come into your own powers yet. And they needed to manipulate you for years, and they needed to use whatever those weird lanterns were to get the barrier down in the first place. That was all coming from you. So whether or not it works under pressure, it works sometimes, and that's more than we have without you trying. Yep. You may not be a god, but I mean, you're definitely a badass, Mary. She nods. We're all finding our place in this new world. She nods again and folds her hands in her lap. For the most part, our place seems to be barreling towards the jaws of death. So. Yeah, so we're all badasses. <laughs> I have no feelings or emotions. I fear nothing. <laughs> the, the goddess signs, well, aren't we already in the jaws of death? We won. Mary, you've done it. (laughs) (laughs) She made a joke. (laughs) I unironically loved that joke, Mary. She nods. So, Mary signs. Fran, what you were saying about not getting the body, do you all think that is truly wise? If we can make an ally out of Vioni, then shouldn't we? Well, we do have a plan to kill all the gods. You know, I am probably a god. Yeah, well, you're yeah, but all you're right. cool, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and if Fiona is cool, maybe we can get to know her and work with her as well. But yeah. she does have a relationship with Torva, and she's the goddess of scavengers. So, but why would she tell us where to find all? Because uh, people and gods lie. That's true, but I will say. The story she told seemed like she probably wants to kill some of the gods, too, like Torva specifically. And what you guys saw in the temple, it doesn't seem like she has much power. Yeah. We did give her our hair. Oh, yeah. So she got a ton of power now. (laughs) Yeah, Torva has your fucking hair. (laughs) Anyways, though. (laughs) You make a fair point. And it seems like the best option is to help Vioni, but I do think we shouldn't trust her fully until we understand what her true intentions are. Agreed. Agreed. We put our hands in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a you know, go team. Mm-hmm. We have to say something cool though. Um uh Burger Joker. Good plan. Okay. <laughs> and we're talking about our killing the gods yeah. play. <laughs> all right, you all put your hands in, and on three, you say Good for planning. planning. <laughs> Fran! Okay. Good <laughs> enough. <laughs> we might have had a good plan, but we got a bad friend. <laughs> so you guys, uh, you get a good night's rest here. I assume you guys are leaving pretty early on the next day? Yeah. So you guys take a long rest. You bundle up in your, your warm clothes. They are very plain, gray. You have your cloak, but they, they, uh, this set of clothes has a knit hat. A pair of fur-lined animal skin mittens, heavy fur-lined coat and trousers, and a pair of boots with thick soles. If uh, if Corbin cuts a boob window into his warm clothes, will it negate the warmth? Yes. God fucking damn You it. can draw a boob window on. Fred, would you put a boob window on me? Um, <laughs> I'll make an illusion of a boob window, Corbin. Thank you, Fred. But the skin inside looks sickly and horrible. <laughs> so the same. <laughs> Thanks, yeah, for, Fred. Yeah. Very good accuracy. Yeah, you're welcome. I got your chest knee on there. <laughs> My what? Act chest acne. Chest knee. Oh, that's what that's called? No. <laughs> so you guys get all bundled up, and 
the goddess, despite now going with you, she is not able to convince Zarun to also come. Uh, Zarun digs in his paws, and he <laughs> is he is not going back out there unless it is to get off this damn mountain. <laughs> I think Laika would talk to him, too. Okay. Well, Just be like, hey, I think it's for the best, too, that you stay here, Grandpa. We've been pushing you really hard, and... Take as much time as you need here to rest. I'm going to ask one of the tiefling attendants to look out for you and make sure you get food. Thank you, my child. I love you, Grandpa. I love you, too, Micah. <laughs> I give him a... I scratch his butt. He likes that. He likes that. He wags his tail. Aww. And he, he sort of, like, backs up into your scratches. And I'm like, typical grandpa. <laughs> so as you guys are heading for the door, Marcus, the uh, the tiefling who had greeted you, he was on he was on door duty last night, and I guess he's he's clopening uh, the temple. <laughs> so uh, he looks at you guys. Excuse me, where where are you going this early? To the hell world. Bye. Uh, I'm sorry. What? To die. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm sorry, but it's. There's a storm coming. You should not be heading out. We gotta go to Torva's jaw. When is there not a storm coming? Well, no, you should not go to Torva's jaw. Storm's coming for Torva. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. It is to say nothing of the danger of the place itself. Simply getting across the mountain it would be suicide. It took us an hour to get on these hot clothes. Do we look good? <laughs> You look fine. I we gotta go. I am sorry, children, but I insist you must wait out this storm. Mm. No. Would it? How long is it going to take for the storm to pass? I don't know. Uh, it's coming in from the north. I suppose it will be here probably by the end of the day. And is there a god of storms? Uh, I suppose Avari is the force of the tempest. I. Laika writes on her armor under a list that says gods to kill Avari. <laughs> oh, God. I think somehow Torb is responsible for this, and this is supposed to make it difficult. And I have a feeling the longer we wait, it's still going to be there. It's like something That's what to I was prevent us too. from going. Yeah. yeah. If we leave now, though, maybe we can, like, outrun it. I'm just wondering if there's a way that we can, like, see if it's magical. Let's ask this guy. Do you have a way to tell if something's magical? No. Can I just look at it and roll a perception check? Okay, so you uh, step outside and roll me a survival check. 18 plus 4. Okay, so you look to the north and you can see the beginnings of a storm. From this distance, you can't tell if it's magical or not, but you can tell that it will be here by nightfall. How long do we estimate... From the map, how far away is Torva's jaw? I mean, from where you're standing here, I assume you just sort of stepped out onto that platform yes. outside the door. You can see Torva's jaw from here. Do I think we could get there by nightfall? If you pushed really hard and everything went right, you would be able to get there by nightfall. So I return to my fellow compatriots and I relay this information to them. Oh, let's go. Yeah, I agree. Okay. We will be stuck there if anything bad happens. But also, I feel like if we I, wait to leave, like we'll have like worse chances of like on our checks and stuff. That's true. Okay, let's go. So, ahead of you guys is the Farah Mountain Range. Where you are right now, you are on Farah's Peak, and far to the west of you are three black points, and this is Torva's Jaw. 
Between here and there is mountains. Tall cliffs, deep crevasses, snow as far as you can see. But it's where you gotta go. So you get going. What sort of marching order do you have? Mm. Who has the compass? I feel like we would have Laika go first as a windbreaker if it's windy. That does make sense. You are the tallest. Laika resents it, but she will do it. <laughs> you're also you're the tallest, which also means it's easier for you to walk yeah, in the snow. Yeah, exactly. You can make a you trail make for a us. Path for us. Again, Laika resents it, but she does it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's gonna be Laika, and then who? I'll go. I'll go last, just because I'm probably like okay Gin- at snow, so mm-hmm. I can. Oh yeah. Gingy's last too, because she's gonna help people if they fall. Okay. So Gingy is walking with Fran in the back, and I guess that means Corbin and and Mary are in the middle. Yeah. Okay. I will have you all make a survival check. This is going to be a group check. I trust this dice. All right, well. Mm. I have really good survival, but I don't think it's enough to I got a nine. I got a 13. 11. Yeah. Come on, Crazy Mary. (laughs) No, that's not great. (laughs) Oh, God, fuck. Well, we might be walking through a storm. Yeah, well, hey. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know what? Hey. <laughs> so, you guys set out. It snowed last night, so there is a layer of powder over the mountain. As you head out from the temple, there's no clear path, so you are forging it on your own. The snow is it's deep, and it's hard to walk through. What you believe to be the smartest course of action is to hike on the ridge. The snow is still deep up there, but at least you can see where you're going and you're not walking on a slanted path. And from the top of this ridge, you can see everywhere. You can see the whole continent for miles. To your north, you can see a scarlet field which stretches out before you. And to the south, you can see the the path that you had taken to get here. And the powdery snow is shifting under your feet. I'm gonna have you all make deck saves. Okay. I don't trust my dice. Uh, 13. Five. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I got 20, but not natural. So, Laika, you are hiking across the top of this ridge, and what you don't realize until it's too late is that the entire top of the ridge, it's just a mushroom of powder. There's no rock underneath it. And by the time you've realized this, it's too late, and you are already sliding down the mountain. And then Fran... You lunge after her to try and shape the water, but the powder shifts under your feet too quickly, and you are falling after her. Me well, too. I can also try to make a deck save to save you guys because I yeah. rolled well. Go ahead. Yeah, try and see if you guys if you can catch them or something. What about Gingy? Yeah, probably. I got twelve, and Gingy got a nine. That's not gonna do it. Bye. <laughs> We're falling like fairly close to each other. I think. Yeah. So. I'm going to cast shape water to melt the snow under us and make a ledge and freeze it. Okay. To do that, I'm going to have you f- make a dex check to see if you can do that quickly enough okay. as you're falling. 15. Okay. Fran makes a ledge for the two of you to land on and make just another dex check to see if you can land without hurting yourselves. I got 17. Okay. 19. All right, you guys both do it. Like, as you're falling, you are able to grab onto the side of the cliff and use it to slow your fall in a very cool, like, spray of ice as you're sliding down the side of this mountain way. Is it snowboarding? No. (laughs) Is it almost like snowboarding? No, because you're falling vertically. I don't... I know you've been snowboarding. 
I'm cutting through that fresh powder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, so now you guys are probably about 20 feet below, and Corbin, Gingy, and the goddess are all up on top. How do you want to get back up? So, Laika Misty steps to the top of the ledge, and she's like, Fran, grapple onto me. Fran hates that. She... (laughs) horrified and then she does like a helicopter and throws up the grappling hook make a something check what would that be strength i got a 12 <laughs> oh boy um can Leica make a dex check i was about to, try to say grab it like make a dex save see if you can catch it before it falls too far 18 well that's enough to catch it anyway fran you just are not quite strong enough to toss this thing all the way up and it falls just a few feet short uh, but Lyke is able to dive after it and catch it before it falls all the way back down. And now, Lyka, make a duck save. Natural 20. All right, you're fine. Damn. The, the powder starts to slip underneath you as you dive and catch this grappling hook. But you are able to dig your, your boots into the snow so that you don't fall. And so you're. I'm not going to have you make a strength save to, to pull her up because you just do it an infinite amount of times. Yeah. Until, until it works. Yep. Okay, so... From this point on, you guys learn your lesson, and you're able to make a little bit better progress now that you are a little further down and in less danger of falling. After a few more hours of hiking across the ridge, you reach a 70-degree incline, which you need to climb up. Let's throw up that grappling hook. Like, I hand it over to you. Okay. I rolled a critical fail. Oh, no. So, like, you toss the grappling hook up, and it sails through the air. And then it comes right back down and it hits your bonk on the head. Oh, do I take damage? No, it's fine. All right. <laughs> but I have a luck point that I'm going to use. We to can re-roll. also just do this infinite times till we succeed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. So I take one point of embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> I got a natural 20. Oh, nice. All right. Uh, that time it worked. You're able to sink the grappling hook deep into the snow at the top of this ridge and use that grappling hook to get y'all up there. And we lift Gingy up after us, right? Yeah. All right. So at the top of this incline, there's a very steep drop, maybe about 15 feet. And beyond that, it is just a snowfield in front of you. I mean, we can just cast Featherfall and just like jump down. I think Laika would still want to use a grappling hook just in case. That sounds like a good plan. Okay, let's do that. But also cast Featherfall before we go. Yeah. Okay, so Fran casts Featherfall, and you guys secure the, the grappling hook and another snow anchor. So in what order do you go down? I don't have to roll because I can fly. All right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I can just go down as you guys go um, down. Yeah. Like so a, watch out. Mm-hmm. Like I would probably wait to go with Gingy. I would assume she's going last. Okay. Well, then I'll go first and then Mary. Then actually, then it's Mary who has to make this check. All right. So, Fran, you go first and then Mary is coming down after you and you feel the rope give as the snow anchor that you made starts to slip and Rocks begin falling from underneath the snow. I'm going to have you make a dexterity save, Fran. Uh, That's 11. That's not enough. Mm. Fran, you are hit by one of these boulders as they fall, and it catches your arm and pins you down into the powdery snow beneath you. Oh, my God.
going to happen? Well, you'll find out in like two seconds after I finish this thing. First of all, I wanted to announce after 20 years, our contest is finally going to end. Remember that? That contest? One day we're going to learn not to announce things like the day after we think of them because we're too excited to wait. But that day was not at the beginning of ARC 2. <laughs> so we have been running a contest throughout ARC 2, just as a reminder, where you can either donate to our Patreon or get somebody else to listen to Dames and Dragons to enter. We've already had a lot of entries. We've already had a lot of entries, and everybody who's on Patreon is automatically entered. But if you have convinced anybody to listen and you didn't think to tell us about it, go ahead and tell us about it. You can get in on that contest. And Noelle, you say, why would I want to get in on the contest? I don't even know what that contest is. Well, you haven't been listening to my interludes, you S of a B, but that's okay because guess what? I'll tell you what it is now. So the first place prize is a chance to create a character for ARC 3. You get to work with Kat, um, make sure that your character is being used in a meaningful way, and then you'll get to have her like bring your creation to life with all of us. Um, We're really excited to play with whoever's character wins the contest, and that's not all. You'll also get some dice that we pick out. You'll get a dice bag made by Kat. You will get some other stuff. We're going to send a whole package over. There are also second and third place runner-up prizes, and there's more information about all of this on all of our social media. We'll also be posting the end date of this contest, which is going to be September 25th. That is a Monday, September 25th, and we'll be announcing who won in two weeks when the next episode comes out. Uh, We're really excited to see who wins, and we hope that you will enter. Again, if you have gotten any of your friends or acquaintances or enemies to listen to Dames and Dragons, either take a screenshot of that, send it on over, or have them contact us. That would be awesome, and we'd love to have you entered. I also want to thank a new Patreon subscriber today. His name is Michael, and he has lit up my life by giving me money on Patreon. I hope he's enjoying all of the posts that we put up on there, including just yesterday, my supervillain origin story. You too can learn how this podcast turned me into a killer. <laughs> We've got some dope stuff on Patreon and more dope stuff to come. So, as always, if you're interested in supporting our podcast and making sure that we can keep doing this for a long time until the end of the story, then go to patreon.com slash damesanddragons. I want to remind you all that we would love to get those iTunes reviews in. iTunes reviews seriously help us so much. iTunes is the biggest random encounter platform that we have. It also really helps if you recommend to other people, but... If you can leave an iTunes review and convince somebody else to leave an iTunes review, then a whole bunch more people are probably going to see our podcast on iTunes, not just one or two. So if you haven't done so yet, we would really appreciate it. And it even helps if you just rate and click next without leaving a review. That's totally fine, too, and we appreciate it so much. Thanks, guys. Also, just a couple of random notes here. Uh, If you have never gone to our Twitter, we use our Twitter now. It's Dragon Dames if you want to check it out. And also, please, please, please do check out all that sweet fan art at damesanddragons.com slash fan art. We've gotten some new ones lately. They're amazing. We're so thankful. It's wonderful. Next, I want to tell you about a game. 
It's called Numenera, and it's coming at you from Monty Cook Games. It's a game about exploration and discovery in a far future Earth, where the remnants of past civilization are so advanced that they seem like magic. It's set about a billion years in the future, which is super dope. In this game, the people of the Ninth World suffer through a dark age, an era of isolation and struggle in the shadow of the ancient wonders crafted by civilizations millennia gone, including ours, I would assume. But discovery awaits for those brave enough to seek out the works of the prior worlds. Those who can uncover and master the Numenera can unlock the powers and abilities of the ancients and perhaps bring new light to a struggling world. This game sounds freaking amazing. So Monty Cook Games is launching a Kickstarter to produce Numenera Discovery and Destiny, which are two new core rulebooks that build on the discovery aspect of this world. If you'd like to hear the latest information about Numenera, Monty Cook Games, and this Kickstarter, visit mymcg.info slash dstpodcast. You can also find that in the description of this episode. And now let's get into that message to Chantel. Chantel, Chantel, I've been watching all of your drama recommendations recently, and uh, it's really a lot. It's really a lot. My mind is going every which way. I suspect everyone I see of betrayal and horrors, and I have you to thank for that. Chantel, the code word today is Elsfet Elf. I hope that that sleeper agent is active. I pray that that sleeper agent will go. The goddess is able to dodge the boulders and is able to make it down safely. And she runs over to you, Fran, and begins panicking around you. Mary, how sharp are your teeth? <laughs> uh, she, just, she just shakes her head at you. So like an ginger, you're going to feather fall down then. Okay. So you you join this, I don't know, the semicircle forming around a fallen <laughs> Franica. Corbin lands on top of the boulder. No! <laughs> Uh, Fran, you feel the boulder sink just a little <laughs> bit more into the snow. Oh, 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 the last of my bone. He pecks at it. Fran, can you make a perception check? You're one cold son of a bitch. <laughs> That's a one. Oh, no, oh, you God. are hot. Fran, you're never going to escape. You're trapped here forever. <laughs> Go on without me. You got to get the cloak for Mary. But I will haunt you for all of your lives. <laughs> <laughs> like it goes forward and she's gonna ask Gingy to assist her okay. and like pushing the boulder okay. very carefully. There's no point. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. 19. Here's the thing. You are able to push this boulder, but as soon as you start pushing it, Fran, you just feel shooting pain in your arm. Yeah! Okay. In that case, <laughs> instead of pushing, I would shift to lifting. Try to lift it. Let's dig her out. <laughs> All right, I won't make you roll for that. You are, Corbin, your brilliant idea, combined with Gingy and her amazing digging prowess. As they're digging, Fran continues to cry because she thinks they're digging her grave. <laughs> Laika, you are, you're not able to lift the boulder, but using that strength roll, you are able to hold it up enough that as they dig Fran out, you keep it from sinking further onto her arm. Okay. And Fran, you are able to wriggle free. 
Oh, God. And my arm looks busted. <laughs> it does. So uh, the goddess uh, Mary is going to heal you. Oh, uh, oh, wait, hold nice. on, hold on. I need to know more about this arm. Is there a bone sticking out? Several. <laughs> How many bones are in your arm? How many times can it crack in half? So, Fran, Mary takes your arm and cradles it. And a golden light spreads over your arm, and your bones are mended. And throughout the next segment of your hike, Mary is occasionally, she comes over and she touches your arm and heals you just a little bit more and is just doing it in stages to conserve her energy. Mm, and I'm, like, really milking it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, ouch, Mary, oh, oh, my God. Uh, it's like, still not healed, but, like, it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> like, it comes up to you because she's, like, believing this and she's like oh my god like do you need a sling yeah if you if you could get a sling that would be awesome i'll just like sit on it in your back that's fine <laughs> oh <laughs> uh sure Laika makes a sling for you to sit on on her back i get inside like a baby <laughs> all right so for the next segment of the hike i guess Laika is carrying fran like a baby in a papoose yep um, so I'm going to have you guys make perception rolls. Mm, 13. I got, I got over 20. All right, Fran, you see them immediately. This cloud of black screaming birds that is way overhead, but they're getting closer and they're getting closer very quickly. Do they do they seem like they've seen us too? It seems like they maybe have detected some movement, but they may they aren't heading directly towards you yet. Okay, is there somewhere we can take cover then? Yes, there are a lot of boulders with overhangs in this area that you would be able to get underneath. All right, let's go. <laughs> I, like, jump out of the sling, by the way. <laughs> and Lega is impressed and a little suspicious <laughs> that you regained so much of your good health back so suddenly. <laughs> she, like, takes off the sling and, like, wipes off her back while making eye contact with Fran. Well... <laughs> so I'm going to have you guys make a stealth roll. Mm, Corbin, do you want to cast Pass Without a Trace on us first? I will, in fact, cast Pass Without a Trace. <laughs> okay. And I do that. All right. Let's see if you guys can hide from some birds. I uh, take disadvantage, though, right? Yeah, you do. <laughs> well, I got an eight again. Okay. So 22. I got 25. And Ginger rolled a natural 20, so oh. she's fine. I got a one. Oh, no. <laughs> and so did the goddess. So you guys are running. You guys see the path that you need to take between the boulders, and you guys go for it. But Fran, you trip, and you fall, and the goddess stops to help you up. And by the time that you guys are both back up on your feet, the birds are coming directly towards you. Can I, like, use a reaction to cast a spell? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to use Silent Image and cast above our heads an image of, like, the snowy ground so the birds can't see us. Nice. I like that. All right, you do that. And Laika and Corbin, you see these birds dive towards them, but then they just disappear. Except you are on ground level, so you can see them below the illusory snow. But the birds don't seem to get it. And they turn upwards again and fly in the other direction. <sighs> okay. And then as we like continue to move with the birds overhead, then I'll continue to use minor image. Okay. Is to it continue to cover as much of us as possible. Is it like an umbrella? Yeah. Is it like a Mary <laughs> Poppins snow umbrella? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's just like that. It's cute. It's cute. 
So by the time you guys get to the end of this field of boulders, the wind is picked up and the snow is coming down hard. It's getting dark out and continuing on at this point. I won't make the decision for you, but I'm going to tell you, it's going to make things real difficult. Is there shelter nearby? No. I mean, there's the boulders. All right. Well, let's just go near one of the rocks then, and I'll cast Leoman's tiny hut, and we can stay in there. Okay. And what color are you making the hut? Snow-colored camouflage. (laughs) Nice. So during the night, as this storm is raging, the snow starts piling up around your hut, and it starts piling fast. Before any of you have had any chance to get much shut-eye, it's over halfway up the hut. So I can't I can't actually go out because the spell will stop taking effect if I leave, but you guys, since you were in here when I cast it, you can go out and in as you want. Can you um, have Fran try and tell Laika and Corbin that they have to go shovel the <laughs> oh, driveway, yeah. but for some reason she doesn't? Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great point. <clears throat> so you guys... I noticed that we're going to be buried alive. Just like old times, Corby. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Franny? Um, I can't go out there because otherwise this little hut will straight up disappear. But the rest of you might want to go out and start digging. You can come back in whenever you want. Did you hear that, Laika? We could come back in whenever we want. Laika, Laika rolls over. Because she's, like, half asleep, and she sits up, and she just, she's holding the sling (laughs) that Fran, that she carried Fran in, and she just looks at Fran, and she's, like, dead in her eyes, and she says, okay, so we gotta go shovel. Jinji says, I can dig. I'm a really good digger. Oh. Um, That's the spirit. (laughs) And, uh, And the goddess Mary gets up, and she signs, I'll help, too. Laika shakes her head and she says, no, you guys, you stay here. Come on, Corby. But I think as we leave, we, like, give Fran the dirtiest Yeah, we blow. both give her stink eyes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, you spend the night digging and sleeping in shifts. And it's, it's rough. I will say that. It is not a fun night for you guys. Except for Fran, who's safe and warm. <laughs> I don't sleep, though, because I feel bad. <laughs> but I, like, don't think that I feel bad. I think that I'm just, like, mad that they're mad at me. So like, oh, yeah, I get it. Two idiots. I've been there. <laughs> but it's a secret guilt. Yeah. It's eating you up. Yeah. The goddess also doesn't really sleep just because there's too much activity. Yeah. Every time you guys, one of you comes back in, she, like, tries to get up to go outside to take your place in the digging. <laughs> um, Laika would just like tuck her back into bed <laughs> or like no shh and then like give her like a stuffed animal to hold and then go back out Corbin? what stuffed animal yeah. is that just like the sling yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you crafted it into a little like origami folded like bear exactly <laughs> it's actually just like shaped like a wad of cloth but she just <laughs> pushes it into the goddess's hands all right, so this process repeats until morning, and the uh, the storm, it subsides. It's still snowing out, but you are able to see ahead of you again, and the sun is providing a paltry amount of warmth so that you are able to continue. So in front of you guys now, the wind is blowing hard enough that it's just blowing the fresh snow all around, and it's it's difficult to see ahead of you, but you can see in the distance the dark outline of the three peaks of Torvis Jaw. 
and in front of you, there is a long field of snow, just glistening white in the dim sunlight. Is it beautiful? It is beautiful. So I'm going to have you guys make some perception checks. Okay. I got a 15. Mm-hmm. I got 10. Okay. Uh, that's a nine. All right. Cool. So you guys are heading across the snow and it's, you know, it's deep and it's pretty rough going, but so far there aren't, haven't been any obstacles. It seems like your footing is pretty sure. Um, and I'm going to have you all make some deck saves. Oh, what? I got a 15. Okay. I got uh 18. All right. And I got a four. All right. And the goddess got a 16. So that that's just you, Fran. Uh. You, you're walking across this. And Laika, as you're passing over it, you feel something. It feels kind of off, but you just, you know, under your feet, you figure it's just the powder shifting. And Corbin, same thing. It's, it's shifting under your feet. It seems normal, though. And then, Fran, you're feeling like, oh, this doesn't feel terribly stable. And then you fall into a crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> Mountains in summer, they're full of crevasses. Uh, I mean, do you cast Featherfall? Yeah. Can I do a reaction to throw the grappling hook? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a 14. No, uh, yeah, that doesn't, it doesn't hit anything. You throw it up and it just falls back down. So you are able to keep yourself, you cast Featherfall as soon as you begin to fall, but you aren't able to find a place to land. And above you, you you see the daylight diminish, and then it's just darkness. How are you falling into nothingness? That's what crevasses are. They're Ca- terrifying. Cast a light to see if you can see. Like- yeah, cast light. You see around you, there's ice walls. and I mean, worst case scenario, I'll just fly down there and cast spider climb. And- oh, yeah. Do you want to do that then? Yeah. Okay, so I fly down. I do a cool like whooshy with like a bird, you know, dives down like wings to sides drop. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. uh, oh, I can't cast. Oh, fuck. I just realized something though, y'all. Uh, oh, I cannot cast uh, in bird form. So which means that I also will be falling. <laughs> so <laughs> so- you, can, you can turn back into a boy and grab onto me. <laughs> so I dive down. All right. And I cling onto the back of your back like a monkey. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have you make a strength save. To see if I can hold on to her mm-hmm. while she's falling. Okay. Not falling that fast. That is 12. No. no. You try to grab onto Fran, but she is also sort of freaking out. Mm-hmm. And the two of you squirm enough that you are dislodged almost instantly. Okay. I turn back into a bird. <laughs> I try again. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to say you, you make it eventually. Okay. Um, okay. If we're just going to keep trying again and again. I mean, yeah. yeah. I grab on to Fran like a monkey for the 20th time, and then finally I cast Spider Climb. Okay. okay. And then you turn back into a bird. Yeah, and then I let go and I turn back into a bird. And I stay with her to make sure she doesn't fucking die or whatever. Okay. Fran, you are then able to ricochet your way to a wall. Ouch. I push off when I turn back into a bird. Right, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Corbin pushes you into a wall. Ouch. <laughs> and uh, you're able to climb up. Okay. It, it is cold, and it's difficult, and it's not fun because crevasses are horrifying. Mm. And every time you look down, you look down into an abyss of nothingness that leads, you don't know, nowhere, hell, could be anything. <laughs> ha, 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 crevasse, more like pain in my ass. <laughs> Good burn. I am hugging Gingy, waiting for them to return. The the goddess is holding your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm also going to 
look around the area for rocks that I can, small rocks I can just throw ahead Good to idea. trigger any snow traps. I also, while Fran is climbing, I give her some birdie pep talks to encourage her forward. Ah, karma, bitch! Karma! <laughs> Jeez, that's very encouraging. I say, shut up, Corbin, I'm going as fast as I can. Ah, have fun shoveling yourself out of the crevasse! <laughs> ah! I'm going to kill you, Corbin. I'm going to kill you with my bare hands. Very encouraging. I, I mimic you. I land. I do a little trick where I, I claw up the ice a couple times with my little claws. And I'm like, I saved your life. And it's I'm going s- well. <laughs> I'm saving your death until we get to the top. <laughs> I fly away because I'm scared now. But then I come back because I feel bad for abandoning you. <laughs> so after you make it to the top, Fran, and you get you get close enough that you're able to see Laika and the and Mary at the top. Mary immediately, as soon as you're within reach, she she grabs your your hand and helps you up the rest of the way, and then she hugs you, gives you Aww. a big hug. I hug Mary back. So Laika, using your trick of throwing these little pebbles ahead, you're able to navigate a safe path across this valley. And you make it to this last sheer vertical wall. Fran does great with it because she's still got spider climb. Ha-ha! <laughs> the other three, it takes you guys a little longer. I'm not going to have you roll, though, because... I fly. Yeah. Corbin flies. I say, Fran, use, how about that grappling hook? <laughs> um, I say, no crevasses for me. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> she's already gone. <laughs> I throw a rock up at you. Um, ow. I say... Graveling hook. So am I at the top? Can yeah, I you got to the top pretty quickly. All right, then I go anchor the graveling hook. All right. So you toss it down to them, and uh, they climb up the rope. And we we haul Gingy up. Yeah, and then you haul Gingy up. And uh, then the whole time I'm helping pull her up, I'm like, because you couldn't just summon your steed again. <laughs> Spell slot. <laughs> All right, so from the top here, you can see that just beneath you are the three black peaks of Torvis Jaw. And you notice there's plenty of cover if you want guys want to make camp for the night, but otherwise it is a gentle rocky slope down. And you notice um because you you see that the white snow gives away to this what at first you thought was black rock, but then you realize that it's it's snow on these peaks. Something about this area of the mountain is turning the snow black as soon as it hits the ground. So we're like crouched, like looking like that scene in Wizard of Oz. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you're looking over the ridge, but there's, there is room here for you guys to make camp. Okay. Uh, so like basically if we want to take a long rest before we go in. Yeah. Which I think is a good idea. Yes. Sure. So I think we should make camp, make a little bit of a, a plan of attack here. Mm-hmm. Do you cast the hut? Yeah, I'll cast Liamon's tiny hut and begin. Should we have Corbin? Well, maybe we shouldn't have Corbin go scout. I can. Actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, I think we should maybe have Corbin go scout before. Maybe you can cast Pass Without a Trace because we're going to take a rest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. I'll do so that. So you don't get caught. <laughs> uh, so then, I ca- yeah, I cast Pass Without a Trace on mm-hmm. myself. Okay, yeah, make a stealth roll. 26, I think. Yeah, that's enough. So you slowly circle these three peaks, and you can see in the center where all three slope together there is a large circular grate but other than that there there are no buildings there's no 
structures of any kind. Entrances or anything? No, there's only this large grate. And when you get a little bit closer, you can see that there's a stairway going down underneath the grate. How, like, big is the, like, slots of the grate? Like, could we fit through them, or is it, like, great, great? It's too narrow for you to slip through in human form. Okay. But in fart form. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in fart form, in possibly, I don't, yeah, maybe in bird form. Yeah. Ant Do you guys think I should go investigate in there a little bit, or no? You're out there on your own. They don't I want to land on the crate and just look inside. Okay. I don't like the way Kat smiled at me when I said that. Oh, trap, trap, trap. Oh. Nope. As soon as you land on the grate, it falls in, and you fall into the grate, and it closes as soon as you're under. Zaruna's my favorite character. Me too. <laughs> are you crying? I'm crying. <laughs> you are crying. I'm also laugh crying, and I've also been like awake for 200 years. <laughs> so, so Caitlin's crying. Is the I'm moral very of emotional. Story. Are you crying because you love Zaruna? Yes. Caitlin, <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying because I love Zaruna so much. <laughs> Sophia, come back. You're making me cry harder. Have your players ever gone off tangent from the main quest line? If they haven't, you're a dreamer. Yes, they have. (laughs) Or you haven't played D&D yet. And if you haven't played D&D, let me just tell you, you gotta be prepared. And you gotta be prepared to. Prepared and Prepared to have you covered. They're two different sets of 5th edition one-shot adventures, which are all playable in one session or two at most. And they cover levels 1 to 11. The themes of these adventures include everything from a goblin war wagon to icebound horrors and dragon lairs. Sounds like D&D. Sounds like a damn good time. These quick-to-implement one-shot adventures come to us from Cobalt Press, a third-party design company for RPG products. So Prepared has been out for a while, but Prepared 2 just became available. You can get it on Amazon in print, on drive-thru and PDF, and on the Cobalt Press store in both formats together. So next time your players go off adventure, you can just smile serenely, and they'll look back at you in horror and say, Did you plan this? Did you plan this? Did you know? And you'll say, Yes, I can read your mind. I was prepared. I was prepared too. If you want to be prepared to, head on over to cobaltpress.com today.